The views expressed in the following program do not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB. It is time for Streetwise with former chief of the New York City Sheriff's Department, former chief of the Seagate Police Department, retired New York City detective, Time Warner Public Access Media Award, Joe Franklin Super Excellence in Broadcasting Memory Lane Award, New York Veteran Police Association Streetwise Productions, host of Streetwise, Mr. Lou Tavano. Uh, good evening and welcome back to uh, Streetwise. Tonight you might get a kick out of my guest. I hope not. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, my guest is the fourth degree black belt in Taekwondo. He's the owner of uh, Champions Taekwondo in Wantor, Nassau County, Long Island, New York. Uh, you have to call him master, you know. So that's what he is. Also the uh, current vice president of the New York State Taekwondo Federation and AAU which is the Amateur Athletic Union uh, Metropolitan Clinic Administrator Referee. I hope I got that right. It's a, it's a mouthful, I know. You got Okay. <laughs> uh, it's a pleasure to introduce to Frank Gorino. Frank, welcome to Streetwise. My pleasure, sir. Nice, okay. nice to meet you. Oh, okay. Now, audience, I can't promise you, you know, that you'll be as tall as him, but I can promise you you'll be... Could be trim like him, you know, <laughs> when he starts telling you what to do and how to keep him in shape. Now, what's interesting is that, especially people like my age, young younger and older who are considered senior citizens, can work out and get in shape without leaving the house just by utilizing what you and I are sitting on right now. You know, we're both on swivel chairs and a straight chair. Let's get right into it because I know. Uh, my uh, engineer, he's he's hours behind that uh, window here in this booth, and you know your legs get numb. Oh yeah, but I mean, yeah. that's that's a lot of people these days too, because yes. everybody's in front of a computer, everybody's sitting down, you Correct. know, everybody's working. If you're in an office, you spend most of your day in front of a computer, and you just get very lethargic. You get very stationary, mm. is best the way to put it, I guess. So being able to work out at your desk, even in a little bit, just to kind of get the blood moving and get yourself moving, you know. Circulation is important. Absolutely. It's incredibly yeah. important. You sit yeah. down for too long, you actually do run the risk of, you know, clots or anything else forming yeah. in your legs. And then when you stand up, you Correct. have a whole big problem like that. Yeah, and most most people do have work in an office, mm-hmm. you know, whoever you are. Yeah, I mean, I'm lucky. I get to be on the mat. I'm very active these days. But <laughs> well, Call that lucky, being on the mat all day long? I don't it's know fun. about that. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get to kick people. Yes, I, I know. Like I said, you get a kick out of it as well. But now... Uh, uh, Frank Guarino, how did you get that? You're doing this almost 17 years now, you know, and uh, it's not, by the way, folks, it's a fourth degree black belt. I just saw, well, left for you, audience, course, you know, people can get confused. They're familiar with martial arts. Mm-hmm. Jiu-Jitsu, Judo. And uh, everybody says karate. Uh, karate. <laughs> because that was everything when I was young, too. Very everybody, good. Everything was karate. So what is the difference uh, between what we just mentioned and Taekwondo? Well, the very first thing that everybody, you know, most obvious thing is it's a difference of where it originates. You know, there's different countries that all have developed their own martial arts, and Taekwondo mm-hmm. actually comes from South Korea, the style that mm-hmm. I practice. Uh, taekwondo is a striking martial art, which differentiates from like a judo or jiu-jitsu, where it's more of a grappling martial art. And pr- Taekwondo is predominantly defined by we are a kicking martial art. Mm-hmm. So we use our legs for majority of techniques that we use and we actually are one of the only martial arts if not the only martial art where we have counter kicks 
So when mm. someone attacks, you know, in boxing you have you, you see boxers that are counter punchers. Counter punchers. Right? Yeah. But in Taekwondo, we're very much like that lightweight boxer. We're very light mm. in our feet and when the strike comes in, we are able to counter it almost at the same time and deliver a strike with our with our leg that right. delivers a lot more power than would normally be able to come in. Mm. So why do, why does the average person you mentioned the youngster or family uh, parent or grandparent feel martial arts and they don't they'll say uh, karate like you said or they'll think of uh, kickboxing uh, now striking is important and I mm-hmm. from you know boxing amateur way back then I know striking is important but so your taekwondo emphasizes pretty much on striking which the other ones don't they're more of a, well, they, well they do but not as much as taekwondo well again it depends on the martial art that you're doing um, okay. Like you can break martial arts down into two into two distinct yes. camps. You have your grappling martial arts. You have your striking martial arts. Mm. And like I said, Taekwondo falls into that striking martial art. As we get to higher levels, especially in my school, what we do right. uh, when you get into black belt or if we're doing like a special event, we will go over some grappling because when you get to the highest level of any martial art of any you know whatever it is, you have to know that your martial art isn't the end all be all. There's also different situations that might come up. Yeah. But for the most part, like I said, we deal with the the striking uh, and predominantly with the legs. We do teach how to punch. We do teach how to, you know, move. But uh, it's a predominantly kicking martial art. Right. You know, in the police academies, they usually they teach you judo pretty mm-hmm. much, you know. Oh, well, yeah, because in the police academy, you're going to be up close with the suspect. You have to restrain them. You have to yes. pin them. You know, you can't go around knocking everybody out, <laughs> which would be what my martial art would do. We just bring up and we we kick you and knock you out right there. I know they do. They do have some boxing classes because they want you to be also. You know, I just want to tell a quick story because this is in line with what we're talking about. I right. uh, I was a young fellow. Uh, they were trying to groom him to be a professional fighter mm-hmm. and bypass amateur by, amateur, by the way. So I went to a gym in Westbury, not too far from where you want or. Uh, facility is and heavyweight and they were looking at and they call the white hope right now this guy was about your height over six foot mm-hmm. and he hit that heavy bag and you guys use the heavy bag oh yeah he knocked that bag i'm gonna tell you it rocked the whole building he hit that i says oh my god and then we some of the old time pros saying jesus i hate to bump into this guy it's the old cliche in the dark alley mm-hmm. right here was the problem he wasn't. He was a. He wasn't a strike or punch taker. Ah. That was the difference. We put him in the ring, right? Just to train him. We. Uh, he thought he was so good, which he was, and he could hit and knock your head off. Mm-hmm. But we had his golden glove the year before as uh, heavyweight champion. He was a heavyweight, right? And they were going to spar. He got a few punches from last year's golden glove champion. He was finished. Hmm. He could not. You, you know, again, meet him in a dark alley. Mm-hmm. But in the ring, which you know, you, you compete, right? Mm-hmm. you got to be able to t- absorb it and accept it. You can, you have to take it. Right? You can give it. So Taekwondo, pretty much the same. Where right, you Taekwondo, you know, we do wear gear, obviously, because yes. of safety. We have a chest gear. We have our arm guards. We have headgear. Right. And we actually are one of two countries in the world that follow junior safety rules, which is mm. very important for, you know, younger, younger competitors. Yeah. So if you're falling to a certain age range, there's a limit to how hard you're allowed to hit your opponent oh. in the head. <laughs> because yes. in our type, in our martial art, you actually do kick to the head for the sport aspect mm. of it. 
Uh, but we, you know, for safety reasons, because I know the parents, you know, a lot of parents get very concerned about that. Oh, you right. know, I don't want my son or daughter to go out there because they're going to fight, they're going to get hurt. I don't want them to learn fighting. Right. And that's the big thing that that's the big thing that always comes up that I hear right. from people. I don't want them fighting. Well, the answer to that is, well, they're not fighting any more so than, you know, football or right. lacrosse mm. or hockey. Yeah. You know, or basketball even, because you're going to get in there and you're yeah. going to compete against them, or even wrestling. The only difference between it is we wear a belt, we wear a uniform, and we, sh- and we kick. Right, right. You know, we wear more gear and more sa- we take more safety precautions than most other sports would. And, in fact, I'm happy to say, uh, I can't be quoted on this one because I'm not 100% sure where I read it, but I did read something uh, within the last year or so that said there's actually less injuries in the sport of taekwondo than in most mm. other sports because we do make, as a, you know, I'm a referee. Right. So, as the officials, we make sure that in the sport of Taekwondo, everyone stays as safe as we can make them. Correct. Uh, you know, you mentioned you're a referee, but it's hard because you know, uh, how do you, how can you keep in shape, uh, which you, which obviously you, you do, uh, in your sport and be a referee at the same time? Because you usually have to focus, right? <laughs> so, uh, can you? Uh, how do you? Uh, how do you mix it being a referee, which is very important, and to being an, a, a competitor? Well, obviously, right now I'm I'm beyond my you know I'm I'm a trainer now I Very teach people good. more things like that I'm not in competition anymore okay. I haven't competed for many years now. Oh, all right. But uh, you you know when you're in that when you're an athlete and we right. have several athletes in my school and they're training and they're working towards that you know that goal at nationals or we have right. some that even have Olympic dreams. Mm. But you know you have that that workout regimen that you stick to and. Again, you know, we've said before, I'm up on the mat. I'm still, I'm not uh, as... Not competing. Not competing. Course, I'm yeah. not, you know, as active as I was back then. I'm a teacher now. Yes. I'm a coach. I'm a referee. But I'm still moving and I'm still active. Right. And honestly, I think that's the biggest thing that people, the biggest trap people fall into is they stop being active. Right. You know, we have people in my school. I have two young ladies who started at Taekwondo at age 70. Mm-hmm. And they're staying. I'm, I'm glad you active. said young. I'm glad you said young. Okay, go ahead. So you know, and, and they're staying active. And if right. you're staying active, you you naturally will keep in shape on some level. Right. If you're going for a certain goal, then you do have to modify via diet or regimen and exactly how exactly mm. you're going to hit whatever goal you set. But so for me, it's just a matter of staying in shape so that. You know, the young kids don't kick me too hard. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, one of the things people are amazed in, you know, uh, MMA, of course, is the, the, it became very popular, mm-hmm. you know. And But the amazing thing, because uh, when I was sort of like asked to coach a couple of things in that, is that mind-boggling how you could kick someone who's six foot tall in the head or knock the head off. I've seen them do that. Uh how do you train someone, uh, Frank, or, you know, how to be able to kick like that? How you can just stand in the same position, pretty much a standing, maybe bending your knees, mm-hmm. and then be able to kick them in the head? How is that? How is how can the human being be able to do that? Well, it's the same answer for anything that requires any yeah. kind of skill. Practice. Yeah. You set it up. You work the drills. You build up the leg strength. Uh, you definitely have to work on flexibility. That's a big right. part of my martial art. Yeah. So, like, I people get amazed these days, and I'm still... I'm True. still in relatively good shape, and I can still pull a split out of nowhere. Right. <laughs> but oh. they look and they go, oh. But that's just the result of training. It's the same amount, you know. Everything is doable if you practice the right way. Right. And when, 
And in Champions, I know, the way I was taught and the way that I teach and the way that all of our schools teach, we oh. make sure that we help them on their way to that goal. Mm. Uh, folks, if you want to ask uh, Frank or Ina a question, 516-623-1240. Uh, about 5 o'clock, I'll open the phones. Uh, 516-623-1240. Uh, you want to, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, that, like we had mentioned before, and uh, you could... You know, people don't want to leave their homes today for whatever reason, and you can work out at home. You can keep in shape at home. And Actually, you know, one yeah. thing that we're doing that we did this summer, right. uh, we started. We actually had our first one yesterday. We did a women's self-defense seminar. Right. And it was a it was a $25 seminar for three classes. It's actually still registering right now in my, in my location. Right. And, you know, for especially for adults. Correct. A lot of adults don't want to step on the mat because they're, oh, well, I'm too old. You know, that's actually one of the big things. Uh, you know, we talk, we do a lot with kids. Right. And, our, you know, in our organization, we're very big on kids. Obviously, that's the the biggest pull to any martial arts school is the younger age Correct. because it helps build that self-esteem, that self-confidence, Absolutely. gets them active, respect. You know, that's a big one that we're looking for, especially these days, well, and self-discipline. Oh, that's mentioned self-discipline and respect. I'll tell you what your people like you, Frank Arino, do. You actually, whether you know it now or believe it or not, you probably do, is that you also, in regard to bullying, you save lives. Do you know that? I like really, to believe I do. You, you do. Because you get a kid who's, uh, who's a, a victim of bullying, mm-hmm. and if people like you train him not to be the aggressor, just to defend himself. You know, and people like I'm using as an example as a mm-hmm. kid born in a tough, born in a tough neighborhood. Well, I was the kid that got bullied when I was younger, and I actually, was, I was, was going to ask you that. Yeah, huh? I was the kid that got bullied. I was the little nerdy, skinny kid that well, couldn't play any sports. That's going to be my next question. <laughs> but the thing is, what you do because I had people come on the show and they guess and they, uh, you, and I, you know, which I know from experience, you don't have to be the aggressive. You could show someone that you can defend yourself, whether it's blocking, whether it's ducking, whether it's moving. You psych that person. Oh, yeah. They I got a funny story about that one. I like you know, to tell it every now and yeah, again. Don't forget that. So uh, that story, because from experience, uh, there were six guys. I'm talking about them 12, 13, 14 years old. I was an amateur fighter at that time. So, But I'm not going to fight six guys. So one of the big so guys, <laughs> yeah, one of the big guys, which I, you know, he, he throws a right and I duck, he doesn't hit me. Right? That's fine. Right? And, he's, and I knew what he was going to do next. He's going to throw a left. Mm-hmm. Throws a left. Right? Said, wow. Now he's going to hit me a body punch. Right? So I back up. I back up. He can't do anything with me. And I said, ah, leave him alone. Leave him alone. We'll get him another day. I didn't even have to. Right? Exactly. I just psyched him, you know, just on what you guys do, teach young people. That confidence that you don't have to fight. Correct. It's not a thing. It's not that you, it's, you know... Any good martial artist, in my belief, in my opinion, Correct. never has to fight. Right. I've been in several situations where people have wanted to start something with me, but because I have that self-confidence that I don't have to prove myself on any on any front, right. it's not worth it. You know, right. so I can walk away from any situation because I have that kind of confidence, and right. I also have the confidence to know that if that situation went a different way, I can do well, it. It takes takes courage and to even walk away. Mm. You know, so. Uh, uh, absolutely. You know, I just tell her, you know, I'm starting, I'm getting into this myself because I was always working out all my life. I still do as an old guy. Uh, I know many years ago, one of the, I had to go pick up, uh, I was able to call somebody up. And they used to call the rest by appointment. And 
And he said, you know, I got, we've got to get you. You're not, you can't hide forever. And he says, okay, I know you've got to get me. But he said, but let me tell you, when you come to get me, you better bring your big brother because I have a black belt. And I says, uh, I'm going to bring my little brother, and I call him Black Holster, you know. So, you know, this black belt stuff, you got they all, you know, what you know. Mm-hmm. If a guy is talented as uh, you are, Frank Arena, you're not going to blow your own horn like, you know, no. and tell you what you, you can, what you couldn't do. You don't have a black belt and all that stuff. Then once you hear that, you know the guy's full of, you know what. He's which, blustering. He's, yeah. he's trying to. Tell us about this story about the bullying that you were, that I thought you were sidetracked. Well, actually, the, the best story that I have that talks about how, because coming back to what you were saying before about right. how we save lives. And yes. I'd like to believe that this kind of worked in that respect, not in just, you know, from a physical perspective, but just a life perspective. Because right. that's one of the great things about being a martial arts instructor. I've seen a lot of these kids from, uh, I have students that I've had from three years old, mm. and we have our three-year-old program, and they've gone all the way up to their third degree. Well. And now they're in college and they're mm. they're being very successful. Uh, but the one that always stuck with me was I had this young boy who was in my school. He, he got a black belt with me after a few years. Mm. But we always did in in champions we do what's called like parent night out events. Right. You know. You know. We have different kind of events. We do birthday parties, all that fun stuff. But uh, these parent night out events, we encourage kids to bring their friends because we want their kid. You know. Correct. We want to have more people in the school is always good, and the events are fun. They're well moderated. Mm. But uh, I remember going up to this one student saying, hey, how come you don't bring any friends to bring a friend day? And he actually looked me dead in the eye and said, well, I don't have any friends. Well, and I went, no, I couldn't believe it. it, it it's yeah. just something that, because he was, it wasn't that he was even like older. He was in like third grade at the time, I want right. to say. And at that age, you have friends. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked over at his mother and I went, he said this. And she went, no, he really doesn't have anybody. And what ended up happening over the next two, three years before he ended up having to move away was we, he made a whole circle of friends and he built his self-confidence. Whereas before he would give up on things and he mm. had no belief in himself. You know, the last I, last I heard was, because uh, I keep in contact with some of my students when I can, you know, even when they leave. Uh, he's doing very well. He's joined the football team. He has the confidence mm. to right. do everything. And I can say that we did that for him. You know, I did that for him. That he, you know, he saved him. Yeah, yeah and in that in that respect, you know, it wasn't like I saved his life in terms of he was able to physically defend himself right. against somebody. It right. was I gave him the confidence and the self-respect and the self-esteem that he could go forward and be happy and have right. a better life than he would have if you know we hadn't been there. Frank Arini, so how do you take a kid like that? And how do you give him, you know, because you're, like we said, you're sort of a professor now, what you do. How do you give him that self-esteem? And um, how, how do you do that? Because it's, it's not easy. It's something that... No, it's it's it, a lot of little victories. Yeah. It's goal setting and achieving that goal. Right. You know, kids, it's sad to say, but these days a lot of stu- a lot of kids and a lot of students that come into the door, they're looking for something fast because that's oh, the yeah. life we have these days Correct. you know they want to, they want a movie they click a button they got a movie they want a game they click a button they got mm. a game you know for but for them to walk into the martial arts school and be like oh I want to be good at martial arts let me tell you nobody walks on the mat and is phenomenal in the right. beginning myself included and anybody that I know who's any good mm. so you set little goals whether in you know we use we use a uh, reward system for the more they practice. We use reward system for how they do at home. We use right. a reward system for how they mm. do in school. And we set these small goals 
And at the culmination of all these goals, they hit a bigger goal. Right. And then they set new limits. They mm. set new uh, goals for themselves. And you watch a student who started off crying on the mat, mm. like wouldn't detach from their parents. And then you fast forward three or four years, and or even you fast forward one year. Let's get yeah. you know, let's even go shorter time. You fast forward one year, and they're yelling loud, and they're moving fast, and oh. they're building up on their belts, and they're they're standing in front of a hundred people performing their motion, their taekwondo uh, forms, or they're or they're performing mm. in front of all these people at tournaments. And you stop for a minute. You really have to stop and look and go, "Wow, I remember when." Correct. Correct. And when you get those moments. That's like the best. That's the biggest joy for me, and all you know, all my instructors and staff. When we can say that, and we know, whoa, wow. look what we've look what we've done. You know, we have a lot of kids that have special needs in my school. I wanted to go into that. I saw something where you have cerebral palsy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. We have uh, yeah. one student with cerebral palsy. Uh, in my school, we have students with Down syndrome. We have students mm. that have they're on the autism spectrum. I mean, I had a young. I literally had a young man who uh, started classes a week and a half ago. I think. Mm. And he's fully in a wheelchair, yeah. and we found a way to make the the you know we found a way to make yeah. things work for him, and that's a big passion of mine. Like I love the fact that I can. There's a lot of sports that will or places that will say, well, it's too difficult for us to work with this individual. Right. We can't do it. I have made it my goal that say, I never when, say goodbye. When they say you can't do it because mentally or physically, both. probably both, combination both. of both. Yeah. You know, I've had students that have come into my school and have run around the mat because yeah. they just can't. I had right. one parent that I said, no, we're not giving up on them. No, they fully expected that after the first lesson I was going to say they can't do class. And Correct. I turned around and I said, no, we're going to work with this one. We're going right. to make it work. And that parent broke into tears because everyone else had said no. Yeah. You know, so for me, that's a big that's a big win. And then we, I have that same student. Now a year and a half later, stands on his spot, ready to go. Listens. Mm. He still, you know, still has some problem focusing, but from where he was to where he is, oh, it's well, amazing, and it's, yeah, uh, it's you, such a great know, feeling. What's interesting, uh, talking to the, to the audience, is that besides being capable, like you train him to be capable, there's other obstacles that you just touched on a moment ago. Besides being uh, whatever you teach them to be in Taekwondo, they ha then they have to do it in front of an audience. <laughs> the audience is also a challenge, right? Oh, yeah. that, that's another challenge of from training in the gym or the mat completely. Now you've got people watching you, and then, like you, you're a referee, and you've got people out there judging you. Oh, forget so that. You know, as a referee, you're wrong 50% of the time, no matter what. Yes, oh, well, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's almost like being empire in, in baseball, right? Pretty mm -hmm. much, you know, you, can, you have no friends. Exactly. You know, right? So, but. So you got to, there's certain different uh, obstacles that you, as a, a master, I, I guess, to as they say, to also get them mentally and physically capable. Then they got to go before an audience. Mm -hmm. You know, some people like we well, just you and I sitting having a conversation. I have guests freeze up on me, throw up, or talking to them, almost get dizzy and faint because. And I tell them, you well, just you and I in the room. But I can usually tell who's capable of doing that from all these years, mm -hmm. you know. So, but but that's the thing; it's the experience, and, and that's what you yes, and they have experience. So I just want to finish my thought because I'll lose it at my age, frankly. <laughs> so, so <laughs> besides the obstacle of the audience, before that you had to deal with their parents. That's am I correct on that? You got in most cases their parents. Uh, they they actually failed the kid, I would think. 
Well, no, because if they brought if they brought their stu- you know right. if they brought this child into that's the school, step. that's a that's a definite good sign. There's good not start. a you know the way things are these days, and you can't always blame any parent because parents always going. I like to believe that parents always going to do their best for their child no matter what. You got to be protective. Exactly. Yeah. But every now and again, maybe that child doesn't respond the way you need them to to yeah. you. You know. There's a different relationship that goes on between parents and kids. Yes. And par- you know, kids know how much they can get away with. But when they come into the dojang, I don't let them get away with anything. Right, right, right. <laughs> I tell my, you know, I tell my students all the time, "Am I going to give you anything?" And they say, "No, I'm not going to get a thing." Well, how are you going to get it? I'm going to earn it. Right. And parents, that's a, you know, that's a mm. big thing because they have. There's no shortcuts. There's no, oh well, today mm. you'll get it tomorrow. And I love it. The parents talk about it every now and again. Oh yeah, we have to get a Master Frank bobblehead at home. Just want to hit it one time and say, <laughs> "I'm gonna, I'm watching." <laughs> do some parents tell you, Frank or any, that uh, my kid is not going to be able to do it? You know, I appreciate what you can do. Or it's going to be, or they, in their mind, they believe it's going to be, uh, or, you know, uh, I mean, more of a struggle than they, that they assume it would be. Because you know, some parents have kids, and they, and I have to say this, they assume their kids are wimps or nerds, right? <laughs> And uh, Guilty. Plus, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. You so, know, I was. I can't yes. deny that. And right. you know what? Martial arts, I firmly believe, and this is a this is my personal belief again, right. that everyone should do a martial art. I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're a boy or a girl. I don't care whatever it is, whether you're strong or weak, physically right. fit, out of shape, whether you are coordinated or uncoordinated. Right. Mm. Everyone should do a martial art at some point in their life. But why do you say that? Because the benefits that you get from it go far beyond whatever the physical benefits can be. Mm. There's the confidence that you gain. There's the self-discipline that you gain. You know, um, there's even the the relationships that you get. I have families that these days in my school go on vacations together. Mm. They are closer than you would even than you could even imagine. Common denominator. But the thing is, yeah. they never would have met if they hadn't walked in the door. Correct. And they bonded over the family's bond. I'm not even talking about right. the kids in there. I'm talking about the family's bonded yeah. over this. For sure. And, yeah. mm. you know, I get, I'm very lucky to say, I get families all the time that say, this is our second home. Yeah. You know, this is where we love to be. My adult, my adult classes is awesome. My, my adult classes, we had a, uh, huh. even today we had a water fight. Like we did a big oh. group thing with all the kids. And... I cheated. I ran. I went up to the roof and I started throwing water balloons from the ceiling, <laughs> from the rooftop. But it was funny because it was it was an event that we did for the kids, but all the parents got involved. Yeah. And you don't, you know, usually in a lot of I don't know because of a lot of things that I see, you see the parents kind of stand off to the side and they let the kids have their fun. But now they're getting involved and yeah, the relationships that you make in a martial art, and especially in champions taekwondo. Again, you know, I can't speak for all the other right. martial arts, but right. Uh, at least I know in. In champions, well, we're big family. Speaking speaking of champions, my my, my guest, uh, Frank Arino, Frank Arini. Sorry about That's that. He's the <laughs> owner. He's the owner of uh, Champions uh, Taekwondo in Wantaw mm-hmm. in Nassau County. You know, uh, we've also got like a lot of we also got a lot of other schools. Yeah, too, talk so. about that. You know, but yeah. that's just your, your main place. Uh, that's my main school. Yeah, yeah, your main place. Now you have uh, the other uh, locations or gyms, however you. Yeah, we have other yeah. dojangs. So dojangs. you can so actually find one. Um, I mean, if you go to our website, it's championstkd.com. Right. And you put your zip code in, and you'll find the closest Taekwondo school to you. We have over 40 locations across New Jersey and uh, 
New York, Long Island. Right. So Brooklyn, Queens, Suffolk County, we're been very blessed. You how, know. Do you, how do you do that? Is, is, that, is that a franchise, or is it one owner, or is it a group of stockholders? How uh, that kind work? of in the middle of things right now. So oh, okay. at the moment, it depends on where you're going. Right. So there's a lot of transition going on. Oh, but, all right. But do you, do you intend to go to expand, like say, like the Jack Lane did many years ago, all over the country? Type of. Oh, uh, we'd love to. We do have we have one location in Korea right now. Oh. Which is awesome, uh, and we're always looking to obviously grow yeah. and expand a little bit. You know, that's successful. Yeah. Successful on that. And like I said, we've been very blessed in that yeah. we know what we're teaching works. Correct. And is making an impact because the schools are growing. And we can see that. Well, I want to get into, uh, I'm going to open the phones if you, I, I know what happens sometimes, uh, Frank Arini, is that the conversation is so interesting. Uh, I got a couple of texts on there mm-hmm. that they want to hear, they want to listen to you. So <laughs> I just think, oh, all right, but just, that's fine. That's fine, I don't mind. 516-623-1240, which is 1240 a.m. Mm-hmm. So that shouldn't be too hard to to remember. But, uh Okay. In your case, you said you raised your hand before you were. I, I, I'm just. You raised your Go hand. Ahead. You admitted you were a wimp or a nerd or whatever. <laughs> oh uh, yes. And that's all. And you, you were bullied. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. Okay. When I was growing up, mm. and even into like high school and such, it was not an easy right. time. High school too. Even, yeah. Why do you think? Why? Because you're not a little guy, you know. <laughs> No, but I'm also a very uh, – growing up, I was also not very athletic, like I said. Okay. I was one of those individuals awkward, who – Awkward, maybe? Awkward. In third grade, when all the kids were out playing soccer, I was the kid that was sitting in the corner reading a book. And I was right. reading books that were oh. way above my, my supposed reading level. Right. And that just kind of was my flow throughout most uh, elementary, middle, and high school. And then uh, when I got into college, I started deciding I want. I made a decision. And that's a big thing. When you do, you know, people have made decisions about what their life is, and especially adults. Yeah. They make a decision like, oh, this is who I am. This is what I am, and I'm not going to be more than this. But for me, I got to that point. I went, do I just want to be this? Hmm. And I ended up finding a martial arts club at my at my uh, college. I got involved, and I developed a really good relationship with uh, my teammates. I enjoyed it. Mm. It wasn't great, yeah. but I enjoyed it. And after college, I came back uh, to Long Island. I found Champions Taekwondo. Mm. And, you know, one of the first things that my grandmaster said to me, which sold me, and I'm never going to forget this, but uh, I sat down and he said, I want you to know this is not just, you know, you're a customer or you're just a student. This is a family. Right. And that's, I've always taken that to heart, and I've made sure that that's how I run my, my yeah. schools. And I... You know, people that come in, they become part of our family, and we take care of is, them as is. much as we can. Now, I know in one tour where you, you are, I think it was Tiger Shulman was uh, pretty popular years ago. He was one of the, uh, not the first, but he just seemed to bring uh, bring attention to uh, to martial arts, mm-hmm. you know. So, But interesting because waiting till you got to college age to decide to do this, I, usually it's way before. It's very true. So you started, I'm going to say, you're a pretty young guy now, but but you started, I have to say, late to get Technically, yeah. I started a bit later than most of yeah. uh, most of my peers. Even. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's what I said. It's that decision that you have to make. Yeah. Adult, I always say the, funny, the, the funniest thing to watch is when the adults come in, 
Right. In my in my school, I actually have maybe about three feet from the front door until you have to step on the mat. Right. And then I have to the left. Why? You, why you, is that a marketing thing? No, that's not a marketing. Oh, thing. That's okay. just I needed to maximize the amount of training floor okay, that I had. Space. Okay. <laughs> but it's so interesting because the parents and adults will avoid crossing. Even if they, even if they want to walk to a chair that's like a little bit down, they have to step on the mat. They just don't want to step on the mat because the minute they step on the mat or they want to or put on a uh, uniform, uh, people are embarrassed. People yeah. are nervous well what right. if I look foolish what if I can't do it what if yeah. this what if this and we have you know as adults we have all these different uh, excuses all these yeah. different stories that we tell ourselves that mm. means that prevents you from trying something yeah. new you know and <coughs> excuse me it's amazing when you finally get that adult that takes that plunge and they cross over that threshold right. and their kids have been doing it for a while and they're like okay I'll try Right. and then they love it and they're like, wow, why didn't I do this before? So actually they grow also pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. And they push forward for that goal. Yeah. They push, and it's, what I love too is they get to do class together with their kids mm. a lot of times because from age six and up, we have, you know, the classes are, or at least the curriculum is the same. Yeah. You know, we have a different curriculum for our three to six-year-olds, mm. you know, our younger group. And when they, you know, they do that and then they go into our regular class uh, when they're old enough when they're skilled enough right but then for adults and six and up yeah we actually have classes where they can take the class together and then you have a family doing the martial art and a family moving together on that goal and that's amazing to me because there's very few things that I feel parents and kids can learn at you know together at the same level yeah they grow with their parents Mm -hmm. amazing now fourth degree uh, black belt I have a little idea what that means. Let's let the, let's the audience, uh, what does that actually mean? In a, lot a lot of work. <laughs> right. So where do you start as? And, 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 the, and the first one, how do you, you got to go through several different belts before you get the black belt. Correct. Which is what? No, we uh, yellow, I know, brown, whatever. Green, well, in our school, yeah. In our, in our curriculum, we have about 13 belts that come before black oh, belt. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Um and even the white belt, like I said before, we don't yeah. give a white belt. Mm. You earn a white belt. Uh, you start with no belt, and then you earn that white belt, and then you move forward through the ranks. Uh, we have curriculum that's set up so that pe- students can have, you know, I think a big problem that a lot of uh, martial arts schools have when they hit that black belt level is where do you go? Yeah. What do you do? Hmm. And what Champions does is we provide a lot more structure for that. Uh, you like sparring? Great. You mm. can go to our sparring team. You like doing form? Great. You can go to our form team. You like performing demonstrations? Great. Go to our demo team. You like teaching? Great. Go into our staff Do you program. have enough instructors that uh, can do that? There's actually, up to all these different age groups and... Uh, well, as you get up to a higher level, like yeah. we have, like I said, we have our staff group. Yes. And a staff, yeah. you know, they mm. volunteer their time. They come in. They help out where... You know, as part yeah. of their training. And Why do they volunteer their time? Because I mean, they love the martial art and they love, yeah. uh, and again, uh, the one one young lady that I that I trained for a long time, when she started when she was three years old, she literally cried mm. for her first two classes, wouldn't want to get on the mat. Later on, she came to like our summer camp and she cried again because she didn't want to work because we do like training during the summer camp that we do occasionally. Um, but then... She, in very recently, right. has now grown. Now she helps out on the side. She staffs. Mm. Now she 
uh, is part of our demo team, and she works hard on that. And that confidence growth is amazing thing that we get to see. Right. And now she is yeah. now helping those little ones who get scared and nervous because she has that experience. Well, that's probably pretty similar to the way you started, Frank Arini. Now, also, how does how long how long and what do you have to do to become a black belt? And everyone knows a black belt is not easy. I you know. No, it's definitely not easy, and right. you have to. Uh, I mean. It takes several years of training, obviously. Yeah. You have to know all the curriculum. Before you compete, is that it? Oh, no, you can, you can start competing. competing. It's actually can. beneficial to compete earlier oh, because you get more skill. Very good. And uh, once, you hit a, once you hit to our candidate level, which is roughly mm. three years about, mm. you get to candidate level, and that means you're getting prepared for your black belt. Mm. And from there... You have to know eight different forms. You have to know ten different combination kicks, ten different stepping motions. Uh, you have to go through a five-part breaking section. You have to write an essay. You have to right. you have to be you know yeah. you have to have a lot of different things that go into it. Mm. And then from that black belt, now it's again several years before right. you're allowed to even go for your second degree. And you have to go again. You have to learn your form. Like there's a bunch of new forms. Plus, you have to still remember everything that you did before. Wow. What's the highest degree in the black belt? That's pretty high. I mean, 10th degree is, I think, the official highest degree that you can achieve. And usually that's saved for somebody who did something amazing for the sport, and it's usually given after their death. Got it. Uh, 9th degree is typically the highest you can get, and Mm. there are not that many of those in the world, to my knowledge. I think not. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting... uh, we, we, uh, most of our martial arts come from Asian countries. I, I, I know I had to do this. Kickboxing, I think, came from the Philippine Islands. If I'm not mistaken where it was born. It could be, you know, but I know it's uh, well, Japanese it, or... It's kind of... That one's a little bit... A little mixed, I guess. Yeah, that one's a little mixed. You know, the, yeah. the kickboxing... Like, we have a kickboxing program for... Right. Uh, that we have in our, pro- in our program. Right, right. And that's a, you know, a cardio kickboxing program on that mm-hmm. side. Uh you know, you can come in, you work out, you learn how to throw the punch, you learn how to throw the kick, but there's no ranks involved in it. It's Correct. just workout. Right. But, you know, okay, I don't want to run out of time. I want you to explain and maybe, well, hopefully we've got a great audience. Uh, now, you uh, you can do people that, for whatever reason, are working like Brian behind, behind the booth there as an engineer. What can he do while he's in the swivel chair? What would be good for him to do? Okay, well, there's a few things that you can kind of do from right. a from a sitting position, especially if you're in a desk. Okay. Um, one is like a modified push-up. And the idea behind this one, I'm, I'm in a rolling chair right now, so, right. I mean, well, you it's, could a, it's the radio. Whatever, whichever better, whichever is feeling. No, I think this, this should be Okay. Fine. So, uh, from here, you right. know, if I was to bring my, so I adjust, oh, hold on, i got to follow right. the mic, too. Right. Basically, you have to adjust the distance that you're going to go from the table. So, I can't really go too far back, obviously, because I have the microphone here. Right. But, and then you lean your body forward. In the push-up position. And you just oh. allow whatever kind of weight you can right, right. put on there. And you can do that kind of motion. And again, like if I sit further up in the chair, right. now I have more weight going forward. Right. And whatever the angle is, you can do from there. I mean, technically, you can even stand uh, stand and do it against the wall just to kind of get the... What about holding your whole body up to start if you have a strong... Well, yep, if you have a, dips, dips, if you have the uh, handles, yeah, you can do uh, your whole body. like a tricep work. Yeah, right. And then from here, you, again, can use your feet on the floor, lift yourself right. up and... Right, uh, if you Just could do, nice and short. You could do, you feel off the floor, you'd be in good shape. Well, then, you, then you're in you a whole other level on there. I don't even... Yes. Hold on, let me see. Now you got me thinking. Uh, okay. Can <laughs> I can do that one. <laughs> yes, yes. That's a great workout. It a is definitely one. a great workout. And yeah. That's a tricep workout, which is like nice. A, yeah, so. tricep, folks, by the way, is the back. 
of your mm-hmm. bicep, the back of your arm. Right. And it always impressive if you have big triceps. Mm-hmm. But it's also well, indication of strength. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then um, but the nice thing is if your chair, if you have a chair that actually has right. a swivel like this, uh, what you can also do is just put your feet on the floor. Right. And you square your shoulders, and you just turn left your lower right. body. Left to just, right. Just your lower body. For just where? lower body. From yourself from where? Would you say from your midsection? From yep. Your, so it's all waist? core work. So you're working your, your obliques. You're working your core a little bit. You're keeping your back straight. Right. Just side to side, right. moving from here. Right. Hmm. And then going into the legs, you can even just kind of, oh, let's see if I can get some, a little bit of room here. Right. You know, just from here, lifting up the leg, hold it. Tighten up the muscles. You're working the calf muscle here. Right. Left calf muscle, sorry. uh, Thigh. Just up. Hold it. Right. Down. Just nice and easy. Right. And what you're, just now you just, you're using your left leg and your right leg. You're still on the floor. Right? So you're, okay. But is there any resistance aside just from holding it out there? Holding your leg out there is not easy for the average person. I thought with Exactly. Okay. So what are you getting from that by doing that? Again, that's working out on the leg. It's keeping that blood flowing. Correct. And probably the most important thing to do is, especially if you're going to be sitting down for a long period of time, is literally just stand up. Standing up, people don't realize just how many muscles you use when you stand up. Your legs, your core, your back, everything. If you're standing up using your arms here, and then you stand up, you walk around a little bit, you get the blood flowing. You don't even need a lot of room. You can stand up, walk Two steps this way, two steps this way. Let the blood flow. Left and right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So it stays very simple. And like we said before, as long as you're staying active, you know, take the stairs instead. You know, yeah. take the stairs instead of taking the elevator. Uh, Walking, obviously. Yeah. Parking for you know a little yeah. trick. You, there are little tricks you can do too. Parking further away from the building. So right. You have to walk. Right. You know, the weather's but beautiful these sec- days. You can sec- take a walk outside, too. Well, for security reasons, I would tell somebody to park as close as you can to, mm-hmm. you know, especially at night for women. Well, that's true. And that's one of the things that I covered in my self-defense seminar the other night, yeah. where you yeah. have to be aware of where you are. Surroundings and where you are, and exactly. close to the actual entrance, mm-hmm. uh, especially. And if you're going to be at night, try to walk with a group. Try to have somebody with you. Good. You know, always safety in numbers. Good. I mean, the biggest thing about any martial art in terms of self-defense is be aware. Absolutely. Don't do dumb stuff. <laughs> Don't have the plug in your f- iPhone in your ear while walking across the street or, <laughs> you know, whatever, right? Shopping or... You know, on that one, that is it, my favorite thing is, I love it, my cousins do this all the time. They say, well, what would you do if you walk down the, you know, if you're in a dark alley and five guys jumped it? Say, well, I'd rethink my decisions that brought me to a dark alley where five guys could jump me. <laughs> correct, correct. What would you be doing there in a dark alley exactly. anyway, you know, so... Uh, I would be yeah. smart enough to not go down there. Right, right. So, uh, no. so yes, it's, it ties in with security. Now, mm-hmm. uh... We had a young lady, I better call her young, because she might be listening. And she had a show here, and she's an attorney, a black belt. Mm-hmm. And she went, as I mentioned earlier, before we went on the year, Mrs. USA, Mrs. Florida, Lydia Stepanowski. Now, she would teach, but she would, and, and I like the way she taught, because she didn't put a gi on, like mm-hmm. most martial arts people do, and you do self-defense. She would teach them. Like a woman going to work, a lady going to work, because you got to be careful. We say woman, lady, or he or she. You got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Just the way you're dressed, because if you're going to be assaulted or attacked, it's in your street clothing, not in a gi. So, Very true. Right. But you also have to remember that you can't you can't run before you learn how to walk. And one of the reasons that we wear a uniform, right? Like when I teach, and I I always wear my full uniform. 
Right. When I throw my punches, you can hear when I throw a correct punch how correct. the uniform snaps. Right. When I throw my kicks, you can hear how the uniform moves. Right. You know, if I'm already restrained by, like, if I taught class wearing jeans, I couldn't kick as high as I normally could. Right, right. But if I'm wearing my uniform, I can still get that technique done correctly. And learning the correct technique, you know, yeah. is always first. Right. Uniform. And then, maybe, you know, if I'm wearing jeans, you. now I know I'm, okay, I'm restricted to this much. Right. But I can still maximize how much I can do correct. from there. Well, she would, t- a little different, I would think, because she's saying, especially if you use your high heels as a weapon, which oh, definitely, we know. Yeah. Your pen, if you have a pen, you know. Put your keys in your, your fist keys, and hold exactly. them tight. Yeah, make the fist stronger. Yeah. Give yourself some, absolutely. You have to be able to, uh, like you said, you got to be able to. Use what you have. Not be squeamish. And I tell the women that, don't be squeamish. It's your life, you know. If you have to stick him in the juggler over the eye, you have to do it. Self-defense. You know? From you a self-defense first yeah. point of view, there is no rules. The rule is Very get good. home. Now, on the sports side, like I said before, we keep everything safe. Yes. And for our students, especially the younger students, we focus more on that sports side in the beginning. And then yeah. when they get to higher level, when we believe that they are responsible enough mm. to, get know, home. Well, to get home, responsible said, enough to know, to know when and when to use what, mm. then we start teaching a little bit more on the, okay, here's the self-defense side. Of it. So here's the sports side of it. You learned how to do Correct. this. And now here's how you apply this concept to self-defense. So, so uh so you're uh, champions, uh, Taekwondo teaches that also, that part of the self-defense when you Absolutely, get especially for adults. For adults, yeah. You know, like it's I said, we did a women's self-defense seminar this, you know, in mm. my school, which we're still, if anybody if anybody listening Just wants give to you, do, give the information to people. Yeah, wanna, yeah uh, like you ahead. can always give my school a call if you're in the Wantal, Levittown, Seaford area, uh, 516-783-1700. If you're not in that area and you want to find a champion school near you, mm. I definitely recommend uh, championstkd.com. And you'll put your, like I said, you put your zip code in, you'll find the closest school to you. And I, I know all of those masters, and I know all of those mm. instructors. I deal with them on a regular basis, and they are all phenomenal teachers. Right. They really are. Right. Uh, I just want the folks to know that uh, that Frank Arini, his, his group, uh, Champions Taekwondo Senior Citizens, uh, if you have a physically challenged, uh, it, it's great because people feel that, you know, uh, they're confined to, you know, they can't walk, they can't move, but there's always an exercise they can do, right, Frank? I yeah. have a young woman, and I love this story. She actually right. was my inspiration. I have a young woman. She's 30 years old now. 31? Maybe 31. Yeah. Her birthday's coming up. Uh, I'm going to say her name because hopefully she's can. listening. Uh, Rebecca Sussman. And she, uh, when she came to my school, she uses a walker. She's had mm. six surgeries on her back. Mm. Uh, she, when she came in, she could, she really couldn't keep her balance in terms of lifting her leg past her ankle height. And I've been working with her for the past, I want to say six years now. And now when she's at my school, she doesn't use the walker. She keeps her balance. Uh, she's still wobbly. Right. She kicks up to her waist level now. And whenever anybody tells me, oh, I can't do it because A, B, and C, I say, right. well, look at this young lady. Right. She earned her black belt. Wow. She earned it. I, you know, you could ask her if I was nice to her. Yes. I never was. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm the meanest master ever. They're not supposed but, to love you. They're supposed to learn from you. That's the, uh, well, I'm happy much. to say she does, she does very much love uh, coming to class. She loves what we do because we've made that kind of impact. But if she can do it. Yeah. Nobody can tell me they can't do it. There's right. not a person in the world who can come to me and say, 
well, I can't do it. Well, you know, I'm a little prejudiced towards weights, of course, and uh, fly safe, of course, because that's my uh, my passion for many years. And I believe in no matter what you do, and even in your sport, you have to do resistance training and usually weights. Every sport uses. At uh, one time, you know, when I was an amateur fighter, mm-hmm. uh, I'd have to sneak into the weight room because you weren't allowed to lose weights. They said it would tighten up your muscles and you couldn't punch and things like that. But now, every sport, even yours, uh, you have weightlifting, I would imagine, right? Well, for so us, we use a lot more yeah. like body resistance. Body resistance, which is fine. A lot yeah, of push-ups, a lot of yeah, squats, definitely. motions. Yeah. They leave their store. Yes, of course. It's, that's that's weightlifting. Have to. That's weightlifting. Using your body. You mm-hmm. just like you mentioned, sitting in a chair, doing those dips that you would just... Uh, hopefully, we had a great, uh, good online audience to uh, to see that. Let's give you a contact information again. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, well, you go on to, if you go, you're going to check out our website. It's www.championstkd.com. You'll find the closest location to you. If you mm-hmm. even just look up Taekwondo and put your town name in on Facebook, you could probably find, mm-hmm. you know, one of our locations really close to you. And do they get a discount? They mentioned your name, Frank Orini. Do they get? <laughs> well, I can't promise for any other location, but oh, okay. we definitely have specials that go on in Wantal okay. right now. Um, okay. And like I said before, if if it's something that you want and we can help you out, we definitely try to take care of our families wherever we can, um, all the time. Interesting, you know. So uh, again, you started pretty late. Like, you know, I, I would think uh, college age and then you su- successful besides being the black belt, which is tough enough to fourth. Well, like I said, I've been Great. I've been very blessed. I've been yeah. you know, and it's a result of a lot of hard work and yeah. a lot of uh, mm. you know grit and determination on that side. You, you know, you, you know what what happens? Uh, I've been working out all my life, and then when I was a lot younger, they would you know guys would say, "What are you doing vitamins? What are you taking vitamins? What are you doing that? What are you doing that?" And now at this stage of the game, who's ever left in my age group? Now they're asking what exercise that they should do. It's amazing, mm-hmm. you know? And and what vitamins and what foods not to eat. Now, in your case, diet is important as well. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what's... Uh, I know I love yogurt, and I think that's one of the great... Oh, yeah, I love my yogurt. That's one of the great things, Mix too. it with some fruit, or mix it with... Uh, you know, throw some granola in there. Yeah. What should people not eat? Let's put it this way. Junk. Junk. <laughs> any kind of junk. I try to avoid sugars most of the time. I, right. You know, and when I say avoid... You know, there's some people who will go very hardcore into, oh, you can't eat this, 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 and this. Right. But at the same time, if you deny yourself a lot of that stuff, yeah, it's you know, it's not healthy either yeah. in some but, ways. But your body has to have sugar no matter what. I mean, if you right. Do but overindulging and anything like that is definitely not yeah. a good thing. Vegetables always good. Uh, just yeah. eating well, avoiding the the fried and the fat, you know, the mm. fast food stuff. You know, I'll, I'll admit I'm guilty. I go to, you know, I'll well, stop off at a hamburger joint every now and again, <laughs> and I'll get a nice burger and all. But, and, uh, but then the important thing is, you do the work, you keep yourself healthy, well, you listen to your doctors. You know, don't overdo anything, and don't. I especially yeah. our athletes. That's the worst thing when they try to cut weight for tournament and they go completely mm. the wrong direction on that one. Yeah. I've seen athletes, you know, from other locations that. It, speaking of tournaments, now you involved, you help the, the people like they get action to the Olympics. Actually, yeah, yeah we yeah, have. Let's uh, talk about that. Yeah. yeah, well, Taekwondo is an Olympic sport, and we're going to yeah. have the uh, 2020 uh, Tokyo Olympics. Mm. Taekwondo is going to be uh, one of the sports that's done there. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> we, uh, you know, you mentioned before that I'm part of the New York State Taekwondo Federation. Mm. I'm one of the vice presidents, and we are actually the governing body for Taekwondo, connected to yeah. the Olympic Committee. Right. So if you place in one of our uh, state tournaments. You know, first place in one of our state tournaments, you qualify to go to the Olympic Training Center. Mm. 
and we we do have an athlete right now. I'm very proud of her. She's uh, she's one of our special you know she's one of our special needs students. She has a wow. CP, um, cerebral palsy for anybody who doesn't know, and she's been training with champions for many many years, and she's actually the first yes. female I did hear of her. yeah para yeah. para athlete uh, representing the United States in history. I think I'm going to have one as a guest, my understanding. Uh, Great, yeah. was talking to me about having the right, because she's the first mm-hmm. that uh, you mentioned. So who does she now, who does she compete with now? How many well, people that have uh, cerebral palsy are... Well, that's the thing. It's not just cerebral palsy. She competes oh. in the uh, in the Paralympics. So it's people who... Paralegics who... Uh, who might be missing an arm or might be, oh. you know, different things like that. Yeah. So, you know, she's even... The, the fact that she's done as much work as she has and as yeah. far as she's come is even more impressive because, well, right. you have somebody who... Maybe they're missing an arm or a hand yeah. or something like that, and they, they qualify for Paralympics. Their legs still work, yeah. and they can still kick and have the full range of motion, whereas, you know, for, for her with cerebral palsy, it's a little – it's much harder yeah. for her to loosen up her muscles to the point where she can kick higher. So she has Amazing. that. And her perseverance on that one, which – <laughs> but you must she's be proud. Yeah, must I'm be extremely proud. proud because she's the first, and you're connected. I'm just, to, you know, even you know? that's that's icing on the cake. I'm proud of what she's mm. done because, and she's going to hate me for this because I'm going to tell this story. Okay. But I tell, I tell it all the time. Um, right. When she was a blue belt and she was younger, wow, she wanted to quit, wow, because she wasn't able to do certain things that her friends were. And I remember sitting in a sitting in the uh, the training floor with her uh, this was back before I had my own location I was in right. one of our other locations uh, and I was head instructor but she had to break a board with a back kick and she just couldn't get her leg up high enough and mm. she just couldn't get the power behind she couldn't get the extension and I remember sitting there for like 20 to 30 minutes I think and she's crying and I'm not letting her give up wow. and now, this, is, this is your place in uh, Wanto? Wanto's, yeah, that's my oh, location. That's okay. That's where she was at when you were doing Oh, no, she was in, uh, she was in our Massapequa location. Wait, uh, oh, This was it. years ago. Oh, okay. You know, we've expanded out mm. in different, you know. Mm. Uh, but, and I always like to remind her that's like, oh, remember we, you know, remember when you wanted to quit? And she's like, yes, I remember, sir. Oh, great. So she's, <laughs> but she's, she's gonna she actually just placed second, I think, in the tournament. Uh, I forget where she went. But mm. that she actually now has the number three spot in the world. Like oh, she's great. number three ranking in the world. So can you give her? Can I, I give her yeah, Brianna Salonero. So you can look her up on Facebook too. Yeah, she's uh, you know, one of the things that she's also doing is uh I'll give her a little shout out on this one too. She's doing uh fundraising so she can afford mm. to go to these different tournaments because, you know, she doesn't get any sponsorship from the Olympic right. Committee. But so if anybody wants to go on, you can usually find, you know, on hers on that one. Yeah. Or if you need to contact me, you can contact me. I'm, you can find me on Master Frank Garini on Facebook and send me a message and ask, mm. ask questions from that, too. I don't mind. Well, great, great, great. So you, I'm sure you're proud of this young I'm proud of, you know. You're proud of most of your I'm students. I'm proud of all, all of my that. students because I see them when they first walk in the door to how right. they are now, whether well, it's self-confidence in, or physical fitness. Well, I'm sure you're a master. I mean, who, uh, when you first walked in the door, right, he feels that way about you. I like to think you, so. You would like to think so. <laughs> I, I know. Okay. But you know, you tell me, I, I, would, I would think you... Uh, I no. definitely know that my, my grandmaster and my masters are no. are proud of how I've done. So. Okay. Is this, this is what you do for a living. We put it that way. Yep. You this do. is, this is what so, I do. This is what you do. So you, you're in it every day, whenever, you know. Yep. Monday through Saturday and sometimes Sunday. Yeah. Okay. So that, this is your passion. It's great. You know, so... Uh, how, how can we give inspiration to buy, you know, by how, what kind of advice could you give a parent right now or, or a young person listening, you know, if they're a little 
hesitant or right, they just maybe just locked in this social media world where right mm-hmm. now they listen to a radio, they won't even walk out the door. Well, how can they get the the first make the take the first few steps to do what you what you teach, uh, Frank already? Well, I'd recommend this. Right. Like I said, I mentioned the website several times. But if you go on the website, there's trials that they can give a sh- that they can give a shot to the right. martial art. Right. Whether it's a month, six weeks, two weeks, there's different things that they can take advantage of. Right. Sign them up. Let them get on the mat. Support them. Mm. And when they want to quit, because at some point everybody wants to stop because yeah. it gets hard. Don't let them. Mm. They make that commitment. Help them to persevere through that kind of that that difficult time because. Mm. And we say it all the time. And sometimes school's going to get hard. Life yeah. is going to get hard. Isn't it better for them to learn at an earlier age yeah. how to persevere and how to get through and have the self-confidence and self-esteem that they can persevere through that difficult time? Yeah. You know, and learn it now at a young age so that when they're older, they have that ability and they have that confidence, that confidence and yeah. that skill. And then again, I'm not talking about just the physical. I'm talking about the emotional and the mental. Yeah. Because... So many, you know, so many kids will start and quit and quit and quit. And at the end yeah. of the day, if you always quit, you're a quitter. Yeah. And nobody wants to raise a quitter. You want yeah. someone who's going to persevere and work through, even through their failures. What can parents do? Because some parents get discouraged before the kids do. Uh, Be patient. Yeah. I am fully 100% proof that if you persevere and you work through it and you keep going, you can yeah. succeed at anything. Yeah. And from a martial arts aspect, I will never... You know, I know I won't, and I know all of, all the other my peers and all my uh, right. colleagues. We don't give up on our students, right? And mm. it says something when parents are willing to give up, but we're not. Yeah, that's amazing. And parents do give up; they they put in a lot of time, also. Exactly. To so make sure their kids are be, successful. Exactly, yeah. and be confident and yeah. be patient. Yeah, they're not going to be Bruce Lee on the first class. They're not going to be Bruce Lee in the first year. Yeah. But remember where they started and see where they go. Right. Hmm. And that's the biggest advice I could give to any parent, especially right. who's thinking about joining martial arts. Well, we're really winding down. And that one went by quick. That right? one really because, quick, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's an interesting uh, yeah, subject to talk about, you know, with bullying and uh, people that are ill. Quickly, how can they contact you, Frank, or any? Uh, if they want to contact our schools, www.championstkd.com. That's the easiest way to find the school closest to your area. Wow. You can find me on Facebook, Master Frank Arini. Uh, you can send me a message and you can ask me any questions. I can direct you to the best uh, place for you. Frank Arini, thanks for being my guest. It was my absolute pleasure.